Hello everyone, my name is Beryl and welcome to my podcast, Creative Force. If this is your first time listening, it is good to have you with us. For everyone else, I'd like to welcome you back. I'm here to bring you creative people in all genres of art, crafts, culture, and and information about topics of interest. All of these things begin with the force of creativity. If you enjoy listening to Creative Force, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. So hello and welcome back to the Creative Force. Today we have with us Deborah Singletary. Um, A disclaimer, I've known Deborah for like many, many years. Um, I think maybe it might be like 20 or 30 at this point, right Deborah? Through the art world? Through the art world, yes. (laughs) So we're both uh, visual artists, paint, collages. Uh, Deborah creates fantastic dolls. And um, that, well, that's all I'm going to tell you about Deborah right now. And just one more thing is that she is also an author. We are here today actually to discuss her very new book entitled from Enrage to Outrage to Courage, A Nice Woman's Reckoning with Her Own Rage. So, Deborah, that title mm. <laughs> yeah. says a lot in itself. Mm-hmm. So I read your book. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually finish reading everything, but I read most of it. Mm-hmm. And I was very impressed with it for so many reasons. Um, some of them is, first of all, the ability for you to be able to speak about what has caused the rage within you. Um, a lot of people have to go to therapy for this, but I feel writing and art is also, can be used as therapy. So tell us just a little bit about your book, what inspired you to do it, and how long did it take you to begin writing about it? When did you decide, this is what I need to do? Well, the actual book format that's before you, I've been working on that for about three years. And I don't consider myself a writer, and so it seemed almost impossible, but I have a blog, and I wrote about enrage, outrage, courage on my blog. What is the name of your blog? Um, it's Vision Carriers. Okay. Uh, dot com is the website, and it. But it was short, and I had so much more to say, mm-hmm. and it was just something that was on my mind often. I I. But the concept I've been working on since the. 90s. Okay. I was asked to do a workshop for um, life skills. You Mm -hmm. know, it was at a community center. They had a life skills class, and I was the teacher. And one of the uh, modules was supposed to be on anger. Mm -hmm. And at first, I had a title, something like Transforming Anger. And I thought, I don't want to go to these young people and tell them their anger is wrong. 
Absolutely. I didn't want to say um, count to 10 before you say anything. I didn't think that that would get to the heart of, of anger. Right. And then when I saw that the word courage Mm-hmm. had rage the word rage yes, in it. Yes, I, yes. I thought oh that's it yes, yes. we want to transform mm-hmm. the energy of anger we want to transform rage we right. don't want to get rid of it exactly we want to learn to use it as a tool it's, and it's a form of energy yes and that's what I anger is energy and you know one of the things that um people in the therapeutic fields might discover is that a lot of people when they're depressed and you know just sort of low low voice they Mm -hmm. are repressing their anger and 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 what was really enlightening to me was the various ways that anger manifests Mm -hmm. when when I began to talk about this process in this book people would would say to me Oh, you know, that's so nice that you're getting in touch with your anger. <laughs> I'm not angry. Um, and and once someone sent me some melodic music, ooh, you know, to calm me down, that made me angry. <laughs> um, but what I discovered is that the energy of anger, when it gets stuck, can manifest as headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, bad breath, disease, all kinds of diseases. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the the ways that it manifested for me was in lateness. Oh, okay. I was one late woman. You know, I sort of remember that, <laughs> like way back. You don't know, um, <laughs> Beryl. I really think you're confusing me with someone else. I don't think you know me like that. And by the time I started knowing you, I had that under control. Don't sit here and make me angry and have me go off on this podcast. Oh, that would be so much fun. But, you know, actually, this would have been in the um, 70s. Okay. I was on the platform at Prospect Place where I was living and on my way to work. Mm -hmm. And once again, I was late. Mm-hmm. Only this time I had such an anxiety and I'm staring up and down the platform mm-hmm. as if my uh, looking would make the train come. Yeah, yeah. And I got in touch with feelings and that's key. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, you, you, you are, um, you don't feel good. I mean, <laughs> you're anxious right. and, and you're suffering. Right. That was it. I was like, you are suffering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I was late all the time, so this wasn't even my first time late. And in that moment, I remembered someone saying that you could pray to God about everything. Mm-hmm. And I was suffering enough to pray on the spot. Right. And I said, dear God, I hear you can take care of everything through prayer help right. me right. help me yeah that was a moment. and the help came in the form of a memory my body's getting hot to remember it mm-hmm. and the memory had to do with a typical scene in my household we're getting ready to go to to 
um, Coney Island in this particular instance. Mm -hmm. And my mother ultimately had seven, but at this time she has six kids. And my father, who was off at work, said, be ready at noon. So, you know, there's a lot of hustle and bustle. And I won't do this over the mic because it would disturb the listening audience. Mm -hmm. But my mother is frantic. Where's that? What the, what the fuck is that you got on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so there was always all of this. Tension. Like tension. There you named mm -hmm. it. And so. Just getting ready. I'm, I'm just to get ready. And this particular time, noon comes and my father is still not, is, is not there, but it's noon and the energy goes up. Uh, mm, mm, and then mm. at one o'clock, my father is still not there. Oh, boy. And at two o'clock, I can remember looking out the window, looking for his, he had one of those woodies, mm -hmm. and um, that the cars with the wood on the side, yes, yes, we're talking yes, about the olden yes. days. Station wagon. And I'm, station wagon, you, right. you named it. <laughs> and I'm looking out the window, mm -hmm. and the boys now the, have gone outside to play. Right. And two o'clock, no father, three o'clock, you know, no father, but maybe about 3.15, my father walks through the door. Mm -hmm. Now there's an argument. <laughs> you know, there's all of that. Back and forth. And then my mother says, come on, let's go to to, to Coney Island. Let's go get the boys. Mm -hmm. Come come on, where's the boys? They're outside. Right. <laughs> now you got to find the boys. Then you bring the boys in, and they're dirty. <laughs> and she may have had a temper, but she wanted clean kids, so now you got to change their clothes. So right. by the time... We got in the car and made it to Coney Island. You know, it was late. Right. And then an hour later, my father says, okay, pile into, the, you know, come it's get back in the home. car. It's time to go home. We're like, Daddy, we just got here. And he says, you know, my headlight is broken, and if I'm driving in the dark, mm. I'll get a ticket. What so we've got to go. Now, Beryl, um, Coney Island was like sex to me. Of course. Of like course. the smell of the popcorn mm, and the, right, the visuals right. and the, the, you Cotton know, candy. oh my God. <laughs> so to have to be pulled away was painful. Mm -hmm. But what I understand about myself as a child, I didn't necessarily name things as painful. Right. I, I can't tell you how I felt. And this is you know, it has been an ongoing understanding that I have about myself and other people, too. Mm -hmm. I, so I don't have a memory of being angry. I just have a memory of beginning to be late in my adulthood. Mm -hmm. And it, mm -hmm. it got to the point that people wouldn't want to make a movie date with me because if the movie started at 7 p.m., right. you know, you know 7.30, there you go. Deborah wouldn't be ready yes, until 8.30. and Deborah is fine. <laughs> you know, I'd be, you know, running up to... to to the movie and so then I understood that that was so painful that the way I dealt with that pain was to control my own emotions mm -hmm. and decide and not consciously Beryl I never said these words I will make people wait for me never said those no, words no, no. but emotionally that's how I handled it. Mm, I wow. made other and, people. And when did you? And when did you come to this realization that that was when I had that prayer? Okay. And 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 people prior to that said to me, "Well, you you should lay your clothes out the day before, set the alarm clock an hour before, you know, do right. this trick, do this technique." And none of that worked. 
getting in touch with my emotions worked and I was automatically on time. Okay. Because I I it, it's I call it bringing it up. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing the pain up or the knowing up or the shadow up so that it can pass right. out and move on. And and let me tell you, I was I'm cured. Mm-hmm. Now, was was I kind of on time for here? No, you were on time. You, know, you were. You no, know, and, and I, but you. you and you would have been early. And if, I would have been earlier right, if, if I hadn't been so confused. Around. But you know what? The way downtown, Brooklyn, Bro- oh my the God. Way downtown Brooklyn, Brooklyn looks now. I almost you, didn't know where I was. And exactly, I'm a Brooklyn woman. Exactly. You know, so, so I, you know, so I, um, but for, for years, I've been on this quest to, to really understand my own own right well anger to be honest and with rage. you in reading your book there was so sim- so many similarities to mm. my growing up mm-hmm. and the things that you went through with your mom I went through with my father mm. so I think for any of the listeners um, you will definitely perhaps see yourself in Deborah's mm-hmm. book and mm. I just, I just love what you did with it, and the the piece about um, hearing. I'll give you something to cry about. Who doesn't remember oh, that? Oh, you you know um, what it, what adults will do is they'll laugh at that. They'll you know they'll hear uh, someone reasoning with their child, and and perhaps a mother is saying, "Well, come you know." Come, Elijah, come over here. Mm-hmm. And they go, hmm, if that was me, my mother would have, right. you know, exactly. you know, and that's just drag me through. The, you know, right. she, she need to pop that kid. Right. Oh, um, you know, my, mo- my mother used to say, I bought you in this world. I thought you were, ha, 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 ha. And, there's, and, there's and they laugh and about right. it because we begin to think that what I understand to be child abuse is child rearing. Right. And, and it is not and it's not all right and it's, and it's not, not okay. all right and, and 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 it is copying what we learned in slavery in terms of the african americans right. but even for people of european descent mm-hmm. that model of conquer and that model of some there's of hierarchy right. and and children are on the lower end of the hierarchy right that that the whole culture, the whole world culture, can stand to reconsider some of its right. child like why rearing do you, yeah, And practices. why do you think it's all right to beat a child? Or to call them stupid. Right, right, name-calling, et cetera. Oh, well, you know, that's how you, you, you can, you know, the slave masters controlled my ancestors. Mm-hmm. They told them they were stupid. That's right. And the first time my father, you know, my mother was the more, you know, vocal one, but my father told me I was stupid. And I remember the first time he told me I was stupid, I was a little <laughs> confused because mm-hmm. I, fortunately, I knew I wasn't stupid. Yeah, yeah. And then I learned, oh, my father had only had a third grade education. And to me, my languaging is, good morning, I'm going to the store. But mm-hmm. my father probably heard some kind of intelligence in it that was innate to me, so I wouldn't, you know, think of anything much about it. Right. And it, it hurt him. His, wo- his wound was Thank around God. education. God, and yes. so what did he do about that? Call me stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, I was blessed insofar as my great-grandmother was college-educated. Yes. My great-grandmother was college-educated. Mm. And her daughter actually was one of the first reading specialists in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So in, mm. in, in my being around them and then 
being around me in terms of my family nucleus, mm-hmm. they always encouraged um, the the intellect in me, you know, mm-hmm. the part that liked to read, the part that liked to draw. Mm-hmm. So my parents, although they weren't college educated, at least I think they learned something from them. Mm-hmm. Although I did get some of the same abuse that you got um, in mm-hmm. terms of the way they handled discipline. Yes. So, yes. And, and, and in retort to that, <clears throat> me as a grandmother, and mm. I'm, I live close by my grandchildren, my relationship with them, thank God, is just so totally different. Mm. Like, I'm not the authoritarian with them. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm allowed to discuss things with them and talk, mm. talk to them so that they can understand what, good behavior is versus you know the opposite of that Mm. which is very different from the way i raised my children Mm. although i wasn't one to to necessarily beat them they got spanked but Mm -hmm. i didn't beat them and i think there's Mm -hmm. a big difference Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. the two i you know my sense is that children learn through energy yes and and so the the energy of reasoning it's not necessarily that they understand the words if they're if they're one two or six they may not understand all of the words but they understand the energy right and but they also understand the energy of rage and they understand that's the difference that there's something wrong right with them and that is the difference Mm -hmm. that is the difference Mm -hmm. so um the other one of the other things that you that you say in your book is um rage child brought you to know the source of your power? Mm. Mm. I, I had been working with the subject of rage. I think I even had the title Enrage, Outrage, Courage. And in another minute, I'd like to define what I mean by those yes, words, by each word. Um, maybe I should do that now. Do that now and then go into the source of the power. <clears throat> so I, I take... Um, Enraged to mean that energy of anger which is compounded and compacted and hardened and crusted over to the point that you may not even know it's there. Wow. And, uh, you know, and that often... I could just visualize that, One of the symptoms of that is people who are nice, you know. Okay. (laughs) She's so nice. (laughs) Anger. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, often, yeah. as I've learned, the opposite of of um, nice is authentic. Mm. The opposite of bad is authentic. Mm. Wow. Okay. So, you know, very often, nice people are not authentic. And I'm differentiating nice be- um, from um, kind or compassionate. Right. Right, but that nice thing, mm-hmm. oh, you could have this last piece of chicken even mm. though I'm starving and that's I like, haven't had it's it. It's also like the nice that you see down south, mm-hmm. that sugary. Well, some of that is cultural. Mm-hmm. And, and But I think and, a lot of it might be that same kind might of be, nice. Girl, <laughs> might, might, might be. And, and then I understand I've taken outrage to be when you start to get in touch with that anger. And all oh, when you do, it comes up. And then you may even say it, and mm-hmm. I'm angry, and you may act out, and you may lash out, often unskillfully. But I think the outrage is healthier 
than the enrage because yes, we're is. talking process yes, here, it is. right? Yes, it is. So, so in my own process, I learned to say I'm angry and um, I've yelled, you know, I yelled at people for mm -hmm. sure and, and, and folding my arms. I mm -hmm. went from nice to, <laughs> Lord, what's wrong with that child? But courage, it is, is based on, well, the etymology of courage is heart. C-O-U-R is the French word for heart. Right. So courage is the, the willingness and the skill of looking within for the source of your rage. Right. So Beryl says to me, well, Deborah, get it yourself. I'm not going to spoon feed you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am aware I'm angry. And, and it's, it bothers me. Rather than say, well, Beryl, you said, and how come you said that? And you never. Instead, I go within and I say, what did you hear in that? Mm -hmm. Why does that tick you off? Yeah, yeah. And then I might, after I get in touch with it, and this very thing just happened to me, but it wasn't Beryl. And then when I got in touch with some of my earlier uh, stories around uh, being fed, I was able to call the person up and and own my shadow, mm -hmm. not as something shameful or despicable, but also to make a request. Right. Also a realization. For some <laughs> nurturance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's what I was needing from that person. Right. I thought it was very interesting <clears throat> with the rage, the mm -hmm. word rage found in Enrage and mm -hmm. rage mm -hmm. that's found in the word outrage and rage, rage again encourage and and I won't say that's the easiest thing. It's, it's especially if you're intelligent, you could lay out from A to Z and beyond what someone did that was wrong, how they said it, how they looked, mm -hmm. da, da, da. and and often we 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 can articulate what the person did, but what we are not connected with is what it brings up with and within us. And after reviewing some of my own life stories and understanding that the source of my rage was often in my childhood, yes. I thought, well, I don't remember me ever being angry. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, my mother wouldn't permit it. Right. Not right. more than a two seconds. Like, what? You say what? Mm-hmm. See, you I, know, rem I remember my outrage. You as know a child. that that well, I didn't <clears> have <throat> it. I did. I went the the good girl route mm -hmm. um, very early on because right. um, one of my earlier understandings is that when my mother told me I was evil, and she didn't just say you're evil, she said you're evil, mm -hmm. you're evil, black bitch. Mm. Ooh, can I say that on the air? You said it. <laughs> and I won't say it again. No, you can say it and, again. <laughs> oh, good, because uh, and 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 I, now and I'm I'm like five, I'm six, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's evil? Yeah. And then I look and I see Frankenstein and Dracula, and they say the evil monster. And I'm like, oh, right. now I, I'm not saying I literally did this, but I think that's the inner inner process mm -hmm. of a little girl. Right. I go, evil, and oh my God, I, I don't want to be a monster, so I get good, right? right. I become nice. Mm. That's my strategy. And, and see, but at five years old, you're a baby. What do I know? And what do I know about evil? Yeah. What, do I, what do I know about black on that level? Mm -hmm. And what do I know about 
bitch. That's right. But Nothing. that's what I was called right. frequently. Mm, mm-hmm. So I think I went under. Well, what, you have a sister named Inez, right? Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. Did, did she, was she given the same type of treatment as you? Um, She's older than you. Inez is older. Inez was the was a favorite daughter. Okay. But it is because of Inez mm-hmm. that I hadn't um, turned into a real evil, right. horrible on, person. On because I, and, and, and Inez got some of the same treatment, uh-huh. too. I believe yeah. that I was a little more um, outspoken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so I got a lot of it. And also... Um, you know, my mother's an Aries, right. and 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 I'm a Taurus, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of Aries planets, right. and I think there was a lot of similarities. Right. What about your brothers? And her, oh, girl, you're going to bring up some stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I'll spare your listening audience, but my mother loved boys. Oh, okay. All right. And what was interesting about that to me mm-hmm. is that when my father would beat her, mm. it was Inez and I who up. came to my mother's defense right and i would grab a broom and inez would um grab a mop mm-hmm. and my father would have a butcher knife right right and be going after my mother and we would be hitting him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with you know with all the might of two little girls and our older brothers mm-hmm. the next morning would say, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it's the dynamics. I didn't, is very I, interesting. I, I didn't hear not anything. <clears throat> mm-hmm. See, in, in my family, it was just me and my sister. But mm. my sister's 12 years older than I am. Mm. So I remember seeing my fa- father hit her mm. and beat her. And me in the crib, shaking the crib, mm. leave her alone, leave her alone, leave her alone. So I didn't, mm. I didn't get that same behavior. It wasn't as bad as she oh, had. Oh yes, it, it but was, it, Beryl. But it was bad. Oh, Beryl, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. What happens to one? If you're looking at that, it is happening to mm-hmm. you. And I would say it is as bad. Yeah. It, it reminds me of sometimes I've heard. Um, people say, I don't think they say it anymore, but in the olden days, they'd say, well, you know, uh, black men were hanged. You know, the women weren't hanged. Of course, now we know they were. Yes. But I'd say, um, excuse me, if you hang my son, you've hanged me. Absolutely. If, if you hang my husband, you, I mean, you you know, it, it, there's, I don't think that there's a difference in, right. in trauma mm-hmm. for uh, um, between true. the one who that is, is being true. beaten and true. and the one who is in the crib powerless that's right. That's right. to do that's anything about true. it, very true. Except but, except shake her, shake her crib. Mm-hmm. Just like you, I mean, like I said in reading mm-hmm. your book, which mm-hmm. I, I was like, I wasn't expecting this, but it was like I said, phenomenal to me. One of the other things that I read in your book that I also could compare myself to was your mom beating you and when you said no more Mm, I remember the moment Mm -hmm. yes when I worked out that she was wrong Mm -hmm. and it wasn't going to happen and it wasn't going to happen and I found um, a source of power and then I had to go on to learn that um, 
power wasn't always force because in that moment I was very forceful mm-hmm. in stopping her from beating me. And in subsequent years, as an adult, I was sometimes very forceful. How old were you when you made that statement? I believe I was a teenager. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Yeah, I was a, I was a teenager and, and probably big enough, you mm-hmm. know, to really <clears throat> stand up to her. But I, I do want to go back to the, um, the healing powers of the rage child for me. Yes, please When I became in touch with the fact that I didn't really remember feeling angry, I remembered the abuses, but not the feelings, I thought, what did I look like? Because, you know, the the, the pictures, school pictures didn't show me angry, Uh, showed me looking homey, but (laughs) picky-headed, but not necessarily angry. And I I thought, I want to see what she looks like. So one day I planned to make a, to make her, to make um, um, an image of myself angry. Right. And I was really excited about it. And Beryl, I went to one of the children's stores and bought socks, mm-hmm. you know, for her. And I remember the tender feeling that I had buying socks for myself, yeah. you know, little yes, yes. child um, socks. And so as I'm making her, I, I'm, I'm getting nervous because I'm thinking I'm going to make an ugly Mm-hmm. you know, little girl, and right. that's going to be hard to look at. And and when I made her, and you see um, how odd she is, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that was kind of what they thought about me. They thought I was odd, and, and I was, mm-hmm. um, am. Um, <coughs> but when I made her, I, I, I was flooded with love yeah. for this little angry girl. Right. And I... And I um, took her in my lap, and I still do this when I is this am a doll that's, assailed, that's, that's sitting beside you that you're talking about. That's the about? doll that's sitting beside me. Well, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a picture mm-hmm. up of of your doll. Okay, mm-hmm. but I think we we owe the listening audience just a little bit of a description of her. W- well. Um, you know, she's kind of picky. Now, listen, girl, my hair was nowhere near this long, okay, because I took the wool and mixed some hair, you know, but my I wouldn't have had nowhere near this much uh-huh, hair. Uh-huh. But, you know, she, she's she's got on uh, glasses. I was four, what they called four, four eyes, eyes then. Yes, yes. I had very, very thick glass, which, mm-hmm. which I think was symptomatic of my withdrawing um, into myself. Mm-hmm. And I love her glasses. Um, I don't know how tall she is, mm-hmm. but I, I, I guess she, I think I say it somewhere in the book. I think she's um, about two and a half about feet. 12. Yeah, about two and a half feet. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's wearing mis- mixed match shoes. And I think that that shows her energy that she's trying to find herself and she's trying to create herself mm-hmm. from her own um, knowingness of herself. And um, she probably has on odd earrings and, and, I, and a little butterfly is a symbol of of um, transformation and she has one kind of big jewelry and and I remember that from from the time when um, an older girl told me I wore too much jewelry mm-hmm. and I immediately you know took it off because I wanted to you know be right and please and, other and, people. and, and please other people That's hello right. yeah. and then I met Ani Millar okay and, and Ani Millar had on like 10 <laughs> necklaces I was like I just 
God bless her. I just God bless her, her soul. Uh-huh. God bless her living yes, soul because right. she she lives in 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 all of us. That's but right. I know I she lives of, in me. I gave her a piece of art that she mm-hmm. did to my daughter oh, as a housewoman wow. gift. So she's living in her wow. house right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I have um, a, a couple of Ani pieces. Yes, you know. But so in some ways she's odd looking. Mm-hmm. Different, ha- however, different. Uh, different. However, that's her her finding herself. Mm-hmm. So I I often, if I'm in the throes of of anger, and and I hope everybody realizes this conversation is not about. And now I never get angry anymore. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so okay. <laughs> um, and um, but when I am angry. I sit her down mm-hmm. in a chair opposite to me. I get a pencil, a pen, and paper, and I dialogue. Debbie, mm-hmm. what is wrong? Debbie, Colin. And I use the word Debbie, and I know I was specific that you should not call me um, D- Deborah. Only Deborah. Um, um, but I, you know, <laughs> but. But but when I was a child, they called me Debbie. Right. And so when I'm thinking of my childhood, I think of myself as Debbie. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so my rage child is 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 Named is Debbie. Debbie, right. mm-hmm, which is what I was called as a child, and I'm friendly to that as a childhood mm-hmm. uh, designation. Mm-hmm. So this just touch a little bit more on the rage child being the source of your power? Well, I, I often in, as an adult, if I, if I feel inflamed with anger, and, and often the way it, it comes on me is heat over my body, and this is prior to hot flashing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I start getting really hot and um, when I am like that, I don't like the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I then I want to damp it down, and, and I used to. I want to reason with myself that they didn't mean it, that, uh, you know, a bunch of things. But then I realize that I am not getting my needs met when I don't, address what makes me angry and I and I think um, that anger is a, a, a symptom that that we're alive I think the idea is to ask ourselves what is this bringing up for me so when at almost every instance and I could tell you instant upon instant when I've asked myself when did you first feel this anger mm-hmm. Debbie first felt it Okay. But Debbie was powerless to do anything about it. Exactly, exactly. I, I can remember once when my my mother ordered my brothers to hold me, one at the ankle and the other one hold, held my hands, and then she beat me. Mm. <clears throat> and I'm up in the air, and it hurt my feelings. It wasn't just about the, the body because... I couldn't tell you what I had done. Probably I said, oh, no. you know, I probably said right. something. What I did to deserve that beating, very often, even at that moment, I didn't quite know what I had done. Yeah. And here she is 
beating me and my brothers are participating in in it. I I wish I could interview them and find out, you know, what their thoughts were. were. What were your thoughts? How could you do that? But, oh, I was a slick one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I knew that if I stopped struggling, my brothers would loosen their Mm -hmm, grip. mm -hmm. And I relaxed my body while she beat me. Mm -hmm. Now, that's some strength right up in there. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I just laid and took it. Mm -hmm. And then I calculated when it was time to jump up. And I jumped up. Mm -hmm. And I ran out the door. And I, and you know, as if I was going to run away. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I went to the back way in the projects I was raised in there was mm-hmm. a front way and a back way where right. the people pissed and yeah. the boys kissed and they grew through junk mm-hmm. and there was nowhere to go mm-hmm. I didn't even know how to run away mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I ran away downstairs to my grandmother's house Well, I packed my bag they said where are you going I said I'm going downstairs to Nana's house where I knew I was left <sighs> well I I had no <clears throat> such place to go and and sometimes I wonder about the adults in my life like didn't anybody hear this mm-hmm. um, didn't my aunts and uncles know didn't anybody know wow. didn't and, and one time um, Inez I remember she screamed out the window she's beating I, I'm not sure what she screamed but she yelled out the beating uh, out the window when my mother was beating mm-hmm. us and nobody came and knocked on the door there right. was there were no police See, and again because my, my grandparents lived downstairs we lived in a mm. two-family house I remember screaming mm. and my grandmother came upstairs what are you doing to that child good for her okay what are you doing to that look at her she has a scar on her face now. What are you doing? Good for her. So, wow. I'm, yeah, yeah, that. And yeah, you know what? And, this yeah. book for me was therapy because wow. it brought back memories. It made me think about mm. things that happened to me. And you describe everything so well. It's like, it's, it's, whoever's listening to this podcast, you have got to check out Deborah's book. That is absolute, mm. absolute. So now you have two other little dolls with you. Well, when, when as How I began to, to get in, in touch with my anger, I wanted to share the process with other people. Mm-hmm. And I've given workshops where people have made the, the larger ones, but sometimes there isn't time right. and um, or space for that. And so I'll, I'll help them to make um you know smaller ones so mm-hmm. these are just this is just a smaller okay. uh raised child mm-hmm. that you know this one takes a lot of material and right. you know a lot of time and and this one i think i did this one over the phone with my sister Inez, mm-hmm. I, we over Skype. Okay. I, I gave her I the workshop it. over Skype, and she made a doll, um, and I made or made one while mm-hmm. she was making them. And I did a workshop at the International Women's Writers Guild this summer, and um, so I tried a new template. And so before I try it, I mm-hmm. you know I'm so I made this like in minutes just yes. to see, um, you know how it. It might go, but mm-hmm. but what I you know I, there's always some red in there, right. um, and in this case there are there are hearts, be, um, be, be, because uh, that energy the energy of anger has become beautiful to me mm-hmm. and and vibrant mm-hmm. and 
Um, it gives you a sense of freedom. Gives me a, oh my gosh, it gives me a sense of freedom and calm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, um, sort of towards now the end of our conversation mm-hmm. about your book, From Enraged to Outraged to Courage, one of the last things I remember reading <clears throat> was um, The Meaning of Grace, Embrace Pain, and Open Up Your Heart, mm. um, A Gift for Forgiveness. Yes. People, when I did begin to talk about my my journey with anger, would say, oh, you should forgive your mother, as if it was an intellectual concept, as if you could just will yourself to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that forgiveness is something you just decide you're going to do because it's the right thing or the nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think forgiveness comes when, um, when, when I go within and I, and I give compassion to myself right. and I give love to myself and I give understanding to myself. And as a little girl, I understood things about my mother and why she was so rageful. For one, one thing, she had a cheating husband, mm-hmm. she and her, and a husband who you know who beat her. So I could understand. And there are lots of other stories, right. but I didn't get the understanding. Right. And whenever I would mention to <clears throat> to people, well, you know, my mother, they'd be like, well, you know, your mother in those days, like you should forgive your mother. I'd be like, well, how about how I feel? So I took care of how I felt. Mm -hmm. And as I took care of how I felt, one day I had a dream. Mm -hmm. And and what interests me about this process, it begins with a dream and it ends with a dream. Yeah. And in in that dream, I was looking for my mother and I was missing her. Yeah. Okay. And and in, in the dream, you know, she said she was all right and it was so peaceful there. Yeah. Yeah. And when I woke up, I knew I had experienced forgiveness. Mm, wow. That I experienced forgiving her. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't an intellectual, rational, reasoned response. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was a visceral, um, organic body exp- response, a spiritual response. Mm-hmm. And then I found that. A forgiveness was just there. Right. Wow. That's deep. That's no, but it's. I I believe what you're saying is so true, in terms of it being an organic. As much as you might want to fulfill that whole theme of forgiveness, mm. you really, really can't. It's you, you're saying you can, but you really don't feel it. You really Mm-mm. don't feel it until you come Mm-mm. to that type of realization mm. and the way you came yes. to that realization. Yes, to to realize, <clears throat> and first of all, to, you know, to grieve that I will never, ever, ever have a mother mm-hmm. like the mothers I imagine, or even your nana. Right. You know, I will never have that for mm-hmm. never. Yeah. That. That's that's worth witnessing and honoring. Right. I'll never have that. But should I be mad about that? No, you can't. You can't. But when I discovered I could love her, yes. oh, my God. There it was. was like, wait a minute, wait a minute now. <laughs> she may not love me, but I've got the power right. to love her. Yep, and that's where it's at. That's where and it's at. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Now yeah. that's that's some true power, and that's why courage. It takes courage mm. to love. Love it. it. So now, tell me, Devorah. Yes. If, uh, people want to get in touch with you or to get um, a copy of of your book. Let me just say the title again: From Enrage to Outrage to Courage: A Nice Woman's Reckoning with Her Own Rage by Deborah Singletary. What would they do? And you also give um, workshops yes. around mm-hmm. this book and also the making of, of the dolls. rage child. Yes. So if someone would would love to experience from enrage to outrage to courage in the way I've processed it, they can reach me at um, visioncarriers at aol.com. That's your email. And that's my email. Mm -hmm. And the website is visioncarriers.com. Great. www.visioncarriers at aol. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, dot com, visioncarriers.com. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. Oh, Beryl, thank you so much. I enjoyed it so much. much. As much as the dolls that I've seen you create over the years, there's something else you could check out about Deborah Singletary. Um, She does magnificent um, dolls and dioramas and um, just, just excellent artists. And again, thank you. Oh, Beryl, thank you. This is healing for me. (laughs) Thank you. All right, listeners. It's been fun. It's been real as usual. Thank you for listening to the Creative Force Podcast with your host, Beryl. If you liked what you heard, come back and let others know about Creative Force.